in this 2012-2013 season. Let's talk about Coach Percy Carr for a second, Joe, and uh, the type of uh, basically, you know, motivation he keeps giving this young team that he has. He preaches defense, obviously, because yesterday especially we saw these guys really defending the ball and it created a lot of offensive situations that led to a lot of fast breaks. And uh, let's talk about how per Percy Carr has really motivated this team. Yeah, he is obviously doing a great job, like you said, with them defensively. And that defense, I'm going to say, at the beginning of the game, I remember being two minutes into the first, I mean, the second game, that is, Aaron Armstead already had five steals. And it was just, it was a dominant performance defensively last time. Percy, per, uh, head coach Percy Carr, that is, has... He's done a great job with these guys, and he has them working as a unit and looking for the best shot, not trying to do too much. Also, he, I hear him on the sidelines. He's telling them positive things. He is telling them how to – the thing I, things I hear him say are telling them to just do, make good passes, not to work at very difficult passes on double coverage. And just things that they – need to hear rather than yelling at them and uh, not motivating the opposite, having the opposite effect. This team is well motivated by their coach. You can tell that they respect him greatly. And I, I had a chance to meet the guy today and he is cool. He is just cool, demeanor, relaxed. You can tell that he is ready. He has his team ready for this game this championship game on this historic weekend. Would you say, Joe, that he's cooler than a polar bear's toenails? He's cooler than Coca-Cola in the snow. <laughs> and that's pretty cool if you really think about it. Tonight's game is brought to you by Popeye's. Stop in your local Popeye's. Hey yo, say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Adabim, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel bad. Hey, you listen on the SMS Network, and that's the bottom line. Just don't go Cisco. The world is listening. The following is a part of the Unchained Wrestling Network, the SNS Radio Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. I'm back, baby. The Unchained Wrestling Network and KJCC Real Campus Radio presents the two-time Wrestling Radio Award winner, 
running the ropes. I lost a broski for a hosky. Step through the ropes as the guys bring you all the talk happening within the WWE. Woo woo woo! You know it! TNA. Sorry about your damn luck. Ring of Honor. Dig down in your bunkers and dig into those trenches and get ready. Get ready for shock and awe. And the NorCal Independence scene. And now live from the KJCC studio in San Jose, California, it's running the ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, the SNS Radio Network, and KJCC Real Campus Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Running the Ropes. I am Brian Maverick Bertrand, giving you guys the latest talk in WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and all the rest, even the NorCal indie scene. Um, Chris Kelly from Headlocks Headline is going to be with us in just a second. Um, I am look. First off, I'm looking at this uh, headlocksheadlines.com right now. Um, we're going to talk about it in a bit, but there's been some talk. By of turning Alberto Del Rio into a babyface, you heard it right. He they want him they they want him to seriously be the top Hispanic babyface so that they can have room to fire Rey Mysterio. I don't understand. (laughs) Anyway, um. Uh, I had a great week this week. I mean, we had, I had a job interview that was pretty cool, and just you know, just getting around. I watched, I did watch Final Resolution. We're gonna get into that, but I love the show, um, for the most part. So, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead uh, until we get Chris on. Let's go ahead and get some news of the week. And now it's time for the news of the week, brought by Chris Kelly and all right. Uh, once again, there's been talking and at least some talk of turning Alberto the real babyface. WWE officials badly want him to be a top Hispanic babyface. Feeling is the feeling right now is that Rey Mysterio won't be around forever and far from an office far from an office favorite. While Sin Cara just isn't ready. Um, I can understand that, but you gotta. But see, they're not giving. Uh, any any slack for Rey Mysterio, but I guess he doesn't. I guess he doesn't hasn't earned that yet. Uh, back yet with WWE. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, speaking of people leaving, according to Wrestling Observer newsletter, Ted DiBiase has put out feelers for acting gigs, but reportedly is not interested in moving to LA. DiBiase is one of the names who have been talk who have been talking about leaving the WWE. Word going around is was that. He was staying with WWE until the end of the year, and then would have to make a decision about his future. Um, of course, Ted DiBiase. I, uh, I'm not sure why he would want to leave, but hey, he got he has it. So he he wants to leave, so that's fine. Um, but uh, as mentioned, he is one of the uh, wrestlers wanting to leave. Uh, they're they're just going to go ahead. They're expecting to hand over their notice following WrestleMania for the other wrestlers that are going to leave too. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, a bit of a, uh, what do you call 
a, a bit of a spring cleaning, as you will, a spring self-cleaning, I guess. And where's Crelly? Crelly's not on yet. We're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about it. We're, I'm gonna bring up everything that I mentioned. I'm just gonna read the front page here. Uh, as seen on Impact Wrestling this week, a video hyping 1-3-13 aired, and it's expected to be the return of Sting, according to PW Insider. Uh, I don't know if anyone else agrees with that, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't expect it to be that. So, uh, news. Uh, according to PW Insider, TNA officials have not have not. Sorry, I'm starting over. <clears throat> Take two. According to PW Insider, TNA officials have most of January's TV tapings already drafted out. They feel that planning a month in advance is helping their product. Is uh, sorry, helping their product. They're trying to draft the shows out a month ahead of time and tweak the scripts as they get closer to taping. So what does this mean? This means that everything's going to be planned out in TNA. Oh my God! Thank you, Jesus. Um. So there you go. Uh, yes, Anthony in the chat room. I don't know where Chris is. So anyway, uh, uh, let me see if there's what else I could bring up here. Uh, more TNA. But oh. Cole Cabana was at Raw this past week. Only at Raw to visit CM Punk, despite talks him returning to WWE. Do you want to see Colt Cabana back in WWE? I think it would be cool. He didn't. He did not get any push in, at Raw. He didn't have any ring time except for uh, a couple of the dark matches. So there you go. Uh, WWE officials are looking to be more edgier with Raw now that I guess now that uh, Linda McMahon's not going to run for office anymore. Uh, the feeling is that Vince McMahon isn't behind the new push, but obviously is on board with it. Vince realizes that numbers are down, and it's said that he is open to suggestions. With the low ratings, WWE officials want to put out a product that's a little different than what we've seen over the past year or so. We can also expect to see more wrestling-heavy WWE programming. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it right. Wrestling-heavy WWE programming. So, (laughs) that's going to be interesting. So, we're going to hope... so. That would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> Anthony Farley says that Magnus finally got his revenge on Crelly, which I don't believe because, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Kelly's on the air. Chris. Right, man. Sorry for being late. Anthony um, Farley in the chat room said that Magnus got his revenge on you. What do you have to say about that? No, uh, no. Mag- Magnus right now is busy dressing up as like a fairy doing do, do some panto somewhere in London. So, no, I was oh, just wow. busy doing other stuff, and I was like, oh, but, but, but I do this, and then work called, and I hate work, so all in all, I'm still here, for now. Well, that's good. Oh, well, I just did most again. of news of the week for you. I talked about um, WWE wanting to turn Alberto the real face. Uh, Why? Why I, do they want to turn face? I, I don't get that. Because they want to fire... Uh, Rey Mysterio. That's the yeah, only I mean, one I'm thinking of. That's the only well, reason. I, mean, I don't get it, really, because Del Rio, to me, doesn't scream for his potential. No. Like... He's a great heel. A great heel. But... Yeah. No. I just... 
don't get it. I don't get why on her face. I mean, I get Sin Cara's not really ready just yet. Delvio's a solid worker. But I just don't get why he will turn face. I mean, it, when, when you look at his history, you don't need to be a face. He, he like... The Miz, right? The Miz, we really turned face. Right. But And the Miz was also a great heel. To me, nothing screams good uh, face about Divio at all. I don't like the fact that the Miz is face, too. I mean, I could see because he could carry it, but he just, to, to me, he makes a way better heel anyway. Let him be that S-talking heel. Let him do it. Let him be arrogant. Let him be all that. I don't mind it at all, but, really. But The problem with the... Go right ahead. now, is they have no idea how to book face. Apart from John Cena, they have no idea how to book faces. I mean, look at Vanderton. Boring as hell. Uh, Shanks, boring as hell. Yeah. The last guy that was a big was, of course, Zack Ryder. And look at him now. He's back but to the- being on... Does. Yeah, he's back to being a jobber again. I mean, in he, this is your form. This is a former U.S. champion who we've said on here a lot. Who single-handedly rebuilt his push, his own push, by himself without anyone in the WWE. Yep. And three, uh, we had no doubt to do that. But I mean, like I say, Del Rio being a face to me that would just would not work at all. Uh, like that. I don't get. I want to make a quick announcement real quick. Um, after next week, after next week's show, um, I will be back in my home studio doing the show. We're still going to be live. Um, I'm just not sure how we're going to pull it off. Might be fine. We might, we might have to go back to, uh, what's it called, to uh, archive for a bit. We'll see what happens. But That's anyway. Fine. Anyway, go ahead. I mean, what? I mean, did you get to news about Billy Gunn returning to WWE? No. No, I, I did not um, mention. Yeah. Uh, Billy it, Gunn. It, it was first. Go ahead. It was first reported by Mr. Zone that he'd been signed back. So I reached out to Billy and Billy confirmed me last night that he has been uh, has indeed been signed with WWE as the next T trainer. And to me, that's great. absolutely fantastic. I think that's cool. I think I think it's cool because he deserves to be back in WWE because of the way he was because of the way he was kicked out. The you know the last time, the whole politics backstage with Triple H and all that just wasn't there, and he got put into like horrible pushes with Chuck Palumbo, and he was just gone. And it, it it took it it basically took uh, Road Dog to say, hey, you know what? You know, we were gone because of, we were gone because of what happened before. We left at the same time, so if I'm going to be back and I'm going to, you know, do my job, I'll still do my job. But I would really like it if Billy had a chance, if Kip was able to come back and and do his job, do what he knows, you know. But I like the fact that um, I would like to see them come back for for something like that. So, Chris, you still with me? Oh, Skype crashed. Okay. Well, that... yeah, I am now. Okay. Anyway, and uh, there's, uh, there's there's also a delay between me speaking and you hearing it as well. Oh, that's that's, that, that, that's a bit annoying. Oh, I'm sorry. I wish I could take out the echo. I don't know how to take out the echo on this board. 
It's not. It's not like. Uh... No, 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 no. Go ahead. There is also a delay. Me speaking. Oh, well, I'm hearing it. Okay, let me go ahead and I'll 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 end Skype and I'll I'll put, bring it back. But yeah, like like I said, there's no. I mean, there's no reason Kip uh, should have been out. I mean, there's no reason they couldn't have come back together. You, we don't have to have them as a as a full time tag team again. It'd be cool. It'd be nice to see them on a reunion show or or you know something like that. It'd be cool, but it's not. I mean, can we just have something like that? I mean, give us fan, give us attitude, air fans. If you're really cool with all that, why can't we have? Why can't we have it? I mean, it'd be nice to see them come back and have uh, Road Dog get on the mic again during the intro. That was cool. That was fun. It was great. It was entertaining. So, Chris, are you back with us? I am. Yes. Is there a delay? I believe so. No. Okay. So, anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, a... hello, Chris. So, as you said, like, yeah. So Billy Gunn is back in in, in WWE, and it's about time. Billy Gunn is, is entertaining. He's a solid worker. He, he really is. Vessel, and him and uh, Rodog together, back together, could be awesome. <laughs> Anthony Farley says in chat, "You heard it here first. Maverick is going to try to kill Skype." Murder, I say murder. A murder, yeah. Well. Hey, at least I got Chris back on the air, so it's fine. Anyway, um, what else is there? What else is there? Um, now, uh, according to uh, Figure Four Weekly, there's a big uh, like backstage discussion right now about John Cena and his health. Now, apparently he's looking pretty banged up, and there's talks that in a few years he'll kind of wind down and work a bit like Triple H and Undertaker, where he appears like from one line goes away, comes back, goes away, comes back. Yeah, and he's supposed to be, he was supposed to have taken time off when he tweaked his elbow. Yeah. He was supposed to take at least a month off and we would have been fine. We, we would have understood. The fans would even the sheep would have understood. He needs to take some time off here, guys. And yet no, he's back out on raw. He's back out for another match for another pay-per-view and that's it. And this is why I don't like the fact that they're working solely with John Cena to be your flagship guy. When he's not the champion, he's not, you, you know, he, he's doing this whole thing. Uh, he's going through a divorce, of course. Um, he's doing all, he's busy with all this other stuff. And he's still doing movies. He's still being your top baby face. He's still uh, up up in line for title matches that never go right. And now he's in a now he's in a pay per view match for the SmackDown Money in the Bank because he lost the Raw Money in the Bank. Really? I I think what's happened is that um, don't think they should cash that in at Money in the Bank. Oh, sorry, um, sorry, can't catch it in at, um, what's the preview? TLC, sorry. TLC, yeah. You can't catch it in, you can't catch it in at, on, on TLC. So have Big Show and Seamus, like, have like a 15 minute match, and then have those guys be KO'd, and then have all run out and win it, and then cash in money in the bank. How cool would that be? <laughs> that would be pretty then, cool. Unfortunately, that would make Cena versus, uh, Dovzigo for the match for the title. 
But at least Ziggler would be a champion. Yeah. If not for like 10 seconds. Yeah, and at least with that, you have it going for you have him winning it and taking that that briefcase away from Cena's grasp, so that way he no matter what he's not going to get it. So it makes sense. No, like we we talk about Cena being a banged up and into weather, and there were talks about WWE bringing back some old faces who can work in mid card to help the new talent. Now, last week, years reported that both MVP and Shawn Benjamin have been lined up to return. Both these guys have gone on Twitter to deny this. Um, but uh, I was reading earlier that apparently WWE want to bring back bring back Domino. Stepping <sighs> here, worker. John Morrison. But I think if they bring back Domino, can they change his name? Can they please yeah, I mean, change his gimmick to be named something else? Be Cl- uh, Cliff Thompson, his gimmick in WWE. Just do that. I'm so... If they go back to the fifties gimmick, I'm gonna hate my I'm gonna hate watching WWE again. I'm gonna feel bad for this guy so much that it's gonna piss me off, and I don't want to be mad at this guy. I really don't. No, cause, uh, he he's a great worker. He's, he's a, a great, great worker. worker. He was just given a bad name and bad gimmick. I mean, like they could um, bring back. Um... Colt Cabana. Colt, Colt Cabana was at war, his backstage with CM Punk. And you could easily bring him in as part of the Shield. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a bit of a Shield. Um, but would he want to work as fa- as a heel? Dude, Domino could work at the heel. Domino could work at the heel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, speaking of issues, right now, apparently WWE has high hopes for Dean Ambrose. And I wonder why. I can as hell. Um, but they also think that Roman Reigns has the most potential of the uh, No, I think Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are better wrestlers than Roman, Roman Reigns. I think hey, they're great I wrestlers. I, I just haven't been able... I haven't seen Roman Reigns wrestle at all. No. No, I, I've not seen any of his work in NXT. So, so then you have home. no right to say he's awful. Uh, okay, I lie. I think I saw him wrestle once on, on NXT. I mean, I think Anthony might might be might be able to um, confirm this, but I swear he's uh, sort of uh, like a few times recently on NXT. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know what what else we have in the news of the week. Um, now Ted Ted DiBiase Jr. great wrestler, but apparently he might be leaving WWE soon. Um, he, he he's been putting out a few feelers regarding moving from wrestling to comedy. Yeah, I I read I I mentioned earlier he was probably looking at uh when he at acting jobs and and all that, but it wasn't it wasn't so much. He said he's gonna it said he was gonna be one of the wrestlers possibly leaving after WrestleMania. I mean that sucked. Ted Tibbity, he's been screwed so badly by his company. Uh, yeah, if you go back all the way to when Legacy broke up and. Randy Orton went face. It was by far the stupidest breakup in in WWE history. If anything, Rhodes and um, Rhodes and Ted DiBiase should have been the faces. Should have definitely been the faces. It would have made more sense. It would have had more of a meaning to it. But no, you wanted to put your boy Randy Orton over, and 
after he's bullying them, you know, attacking them, he punted one of them, all this other stuff. It's horrible. It was horrible. So. Yep. I don't know. And and like, whenever Teddy had had like a kind of a push, he's done well. I mean, look when he um, came back and he had a little feud with Cody Rhodes. He got a big pop. Right. When he came back at um, the view and and the, the pre-show, uh, pre-show rumble, he got a big pop. He's a great wrestler. He's he's over the crowd, but he's had so like so many bad breaks, be it injuries or bad gimmicks, that this guy probably will end up leaving WWE, and I would love to see him go to TNA because I think he could be a welcome addition to that roster. Uh, I could see him doing that, but I don't think I, I have a I have a theory. I have a theory that um, they go in that WWE does meetings before each live TV taping or what? each live show, uh, and I have a theory that someone in the back is dogging TNA because, and it, granted, it's probably you know understandable. It's pro- it probably makes a lot of sense, but. I, I I think someone in there is dogging TNA for all the wrong reasons. For, you know, just talking smack and all that and just scaring people off of w, of TNA. And... Uh, yeah, man. Do, do you no, know what I mean? I mean well, like, we have a fact that Dewey that, that does watch TNA. And, yes. Uh, I mean, and, and they stole that whole voiceover, that whole, oh, this week on Raw, we're going to do this. <laughs> but... I mean, I think would you rather be a small fish in a big pond or a big fish in a small pond? Yeah, like, I mean, I could see that. But at the same time, you know, WWE, I, I, I fully believe that someone in WWE is just talking smack about TNA to all these guys who have interest in leaving WWE. And it, it just it just it just gets me irritated that WWE uh, you know, puts themselves, you know, holds themselves in such high regard that they are the end all be all of professional wrestling. And that's not the case. That's not true. Yes. They are the biggest professional wrestling company in the United States. Yes. They are the biggest wrestling company in the world. However, there are many wrestlers who made their careers outside of WWE and still continue to do so today. There are there have been wrestlers that have made careers from going to WWE and now wrestling elsewhere, like in Japan. Look at MVP. Look at how big he's getting over there in Japan. He's you know he's one of the guys I would not want to see come back because only because only because he could do so much. He's been doing so much better in Japan, way better in Japan. And MVP is one of those guys. I never thought would be a great wrestler, but then I saw his match against Chris Benoit, and he went with Chris Benoit bell to bell, move for move, everything. It was very well done. I would rather watch. I would rather love to watch MVP in Japan than in WWE. Yeah, I mean that's because in Japan those guys can wrestle; they're allowed to wrestle. As, as we know, WWE right now is just they're for so entertainment. Talented. They're just so talented so, um, over there. Good. I mean, uh, so yeah, I mean, MVP's one, one guy. I, I mean, like, let's say I'd love to see him back, but I don't know if he wouldn't. He might I would understand if he didn't come back. 
yeah, same same with, with Benjamin. Benjamin's a great wrestler. I mean, if belts were won on wrestling alone, Benjamin would be a, a world champion by now. <laughs> He'd be a three-time world champion by now. But, um, yeah, one of the things I also mentioned earlier was um, TNA is starting to uh, draft out their shows about a month in advance. Yes. What and do you think about smart. that? That's very I mean, smart. How, I mean, how often have we criticized any wrestling company for booking on the fly? And how many the, times have we said that about WWE? Especially yeah, now that their ratings are going low and Vince is making last-minute decisions. So, I mean, TNA going about a month in advance for drafting out their stuff makes a lot of sense. And it makes writing meetings, it makes meetings for, you know, booking and all that stuff. It makes it a lot easier to work with now because you have an idea a month ahead of time. That should have been done five years ago. Oh, yeah. and... uh. uh Going back to what we said about MVP earlier, Anthony Farley just said in the chat, Harry Smith is doing much better in Japan as well. So what does that tell you? And he was in WWE. Yeah, but I mean, he was, he, he was pretty underused in WWE. So he, is Tyson he Kidd. Was in WWE. Yep. So anyway. Now, like, you up to now. And right now backstage, I mean, they're pretty happy because like, like, like I say, they booked out the next month of, t- of TV they're heading here to England for the lockdown tour. They then got locked down. And I mean, right now, TNA's on, on quite a good role, if you, if you ask me. I think, I mean, I think it's going to be good to see them have a full vision in place uh, for when the next show comes up. A month in advance is a very good idea, I think. Um, however, um, I just hope they don't screw it up. With TNA, you never know. Um, yeah, but same with WWE. Same can yeah, same can definitely be said for WWE. You're right. Um, but I think with in TNA's case, I think once they figure it out and once they sit down for last minute meetings before the show to get out any script changes or whatever, that's fine. I would love to see that. Um, I think it. I think it'll make sense if they do that. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I and I'm I am looking forward to lockdown. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to the UK tour. I just saw the London. floor plans for lockdown. Oh, that is fantastic! Oh my god! Like okay. It, in my mind, I'm just imagining. Okay, in my mind, this game. You can fit a whole hockey game in, in next door. You really can. So, right now, okay. What are we gonna do? So I'm gonna walk. Through, I'm gonna walk, walk the door, and it, it's and it'd be a bit like a queue, at, uh, like a theme park. We have to like go in a little line to get to the arena, <laughs> like, the, like, like three hours of the queue to get to your seat. Yes, and and like, you're gonna be in groups. So you're going to have a group A showing and a group B showing <laughs> of the yeah. same show. Group B, please get up there. Um, <laughs> group A, wait there. We'll just be we'll, we'll, we'll just the show. And no, 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 I'm going to get lost. And I'm going to end up in like the dark part of the arena. Uh-huh. 
and I, and I oh, so this, this, this is what they meant by a dark match. No lights, or ring, or seats. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Exactly. Like, like that would be a kind of hole going like 60,000 people. And you can fit, Anthony Farley says in chat, you can fit uh, Ric Flair's future ex-wives in that space available. Yes, you, 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 you really can. Like, in my opinion, that sucked. Literally, I, I don't know what they're going to do in that gap. It's a huge... <laughs> and, and, and Grant, okay, okay, I'll give them credit. They got a huge arena. However, they have a small part of a huge arena. That's different than the huge arena. Okay, when WCW did it, at least they attempted to fill the building. Okay, and they held it in the Alamo Dome, I think. But, I, I mean, I'm just looking at it, I'm, I'm just saying, if, if you're going to be going to these big stadiums, why can't you get the big stadium? What's the problem here? Is it a matter of price? Is it a matter of revenue? Is it a matter of popularity? What's going on here? I have no idea. I literally, I don't know what they were thinking. I, I don't know. It's just, okay, again, it's a big arena, but, I mean, what can you fit, what can you really fit in there that can make sense? You can fit a basketball game? Yeah. NBA could come in and say, hey, you're not going to use that spot. Next door they're doing wrestling. Why don't we hold, uh, let's hold an NBA game there that day. That's fine. No, no. So what I'll do is um, ask ask if I play a football game, a soccer game next door. Uh huh. And if and if people get bored of playing of watching TNA, they can just come next door and play a bit of soccer. Right. Because I, I, like literally, I could fit in. I mean, I could fit in fifty-one thousand people next door. <laughs> That's pretty insane. Yeah. It really That'll is. That there would be a fantastic little thing to do. I like, just can't wait to see, um, to see how that would work. I want to see someone, like, just talk smack about it. Cause I just want to see what what they say, because it's I such a wait. horrible mistake. I can't wait to see see my tweets, like hashtag teenage lockdown. I am lost. TNA lockdown. I think I've walked into the wrong building. I think <laughs> you walk. You walk in in the wrong entrance. Can you believe that? I I, I want to know what other people's opinions are later in the show because that's hilarious. That's funny. It's walked towards the light. <laughs> All right. Enough about that. Enough about TNA lockdown talk. I just think it's hilarious. Um. So let, why don't we go ahead? Let's talk about TNA final resolution that took place at the Impact Zone. Um, let's get started, Chris. Well, okay, because I missed it. So you, you have to talk about it. Oh, you missed it, huh? Oh, okay. Well, was it turning? Was it turning point or final resolution? Final resolution. Okay, this site I was looking at does not have the. Uh, 
the not the spoilers, but the uh, results for some reason. So I'm gonna look. I gotta look for it now. Um, so why don't we go ahead? Uh, or do I have it here? Oh, there it is. Never mind. Final resolution. Pay per view results. Uh, great show. I, I thought it was a pretty good show. Uh, and we'll get to that more of that in a bit. Uh, but it starts out with um, a video package of Jeff Hardy and all the matches going on. Uh, first match, uh, Storm kicks off the show saying, basically calling out Bobby Roode at the beginning of the show because of Aces and Eights. But he wanted to get some uh, some stuff with Aces and Eights as well. So, uh, But after that, Kazarian w- walks down. Frankie Kazarian walks down. They go into a match. To which James Storm wins the impromptu uh, match to start off the show. Uh, then after that, Rob Van Dam retains the X Division title against uh, Kenny King. Now, at the end of this one, um, at the end of this match, RVD said something to Kenny King after the match. Um, oh, man. Are you? Am I reading this right, Chris? In the in the Skype chat, you got called in. Yeah, that's why I had to mute my, my microphone. Ah, oh, you suck. Yeah, no, literally, my boss just called me. When do you have? I'm here for, uh, okay, okay, about ten minutes. Oh wow! All right. Um. Okay, so uh, RVD wins that one. After that, uh, Chavo and Hernandez retained the tag team championships via DQ because Matt Morgan pulled out because it was against Matt Morgan and Joey Ryan. Matt Morgan pulled out the referee and the referee got pissed off and disqualified him. So that's what happens. Um, Austin Aries wins over a pretty good match against uh, Bully Ray. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, After that, the... uh, uh, Tara retains her title against Mickey James. See, and... to me, that was a bit surprising. I mean, they hyped up the return of Mickey James, and then she loses on the, the pay-per-view. It just kills it. It just totally kills yeah. it. I agree. It was really messed I think up. Her, her return was kind of, kind of overshadowed by the return of Velvet Sky. Yes. Oh yes. I think if Velvet Sky didn't return, Mickey James would have been champion. I think they're. At the same time, I think they're hyping up now Terra against Velvet Sky for the ta- for the knockout title for um, Genesis or for whatever the fe- whatever the February pay per view is. Didn't they get rid of that? I'm pretty sure the next pay per view it locked down. Oh, okay. So okay, so they're taking out the February one. They might have it either at Genesis or Lockdown. So you you never know. It'll be good. Um, after that. Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, Garrett Bischoff, and Wes Briscoe defeat the Aces and Eights. The first win TNA's had over the Aces and Eights since uh, Aces and Eights came into the picture. Um, but uh, th- I think this was a good match. It was great to see um, all four men, I mean, including Garrett Bischoff, out of all people, actually like show some talent. Um, some sort of uh, image of talent. So I don't know what everyone else thought of that, but it was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Anthony Farley says, Curly's boss is the same one from the movie Office Space. Hey, re- hey, can you get those TPS reports for me? Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, ADD moment. Anyway, uh, 
Christopher Daniels, oh my God, he beats AJ Styles for the final time and is the quote better man. I'm, my brain is hurting from that one. Great match, great match as always, but was this really going to be the last time? If you're going to have Christopher Daniels win, if you're going to have the uh, this be the final match in their rivalry, why do you have? Why are you going to have Christopher Daniels win? Because you want to um, kind of build up this whole uh, AJ turning evil thing. So by having him win the last thing, it means he can never actually get back over on it. So it kind of gives him a bit. So more they're going to turn of... AJ heel again. When well, AJ turning well, heel is bad enough. Well, I don't think they're going to turn him heel, like, like full, full on heel. Uh-huh. They might cheese it, but I don't think he's going full heel. I can't see it. I'm just mad because you're having the bad guy win this one. I don't understand the logic behind this booking. Well, okay, because, can you remember, in, in, in wrestling, usually, isn't it, usually the good guy wins. So by having the bad guy win the final chapter, this, this makes the good guy a bit more, bit, bit more peed off. So he kind but of then wouldn't more, that more, further the original rivalry that they're supposed to have ended in the first place? Yeah. So then why have why have Daniels win this one? Why couldn't you end I it with know. AJ winning over Daniels because it's the final chapter, the final nail in the coffin. AJ has to win this one or else it's going to look stupid. It looks well, no, stupid. Because now it, it makes it makes Daniels look better, so it, that makes AJ think, oh, maybe I can't win the big one. I mean, recently he can't, he, can he, he, he now can't get a title shot, and now he'd be more and more annoyed because he can't ever beat his rival ever again. Yeah. That makes sense. But I mean, AJ's been put down so much in, in TNA lately. Like, but he. That's the idea. That, that, that's the idea. No, he but. He's get more and more peed off, so he, he just being healed. Right. But when you, but he already lost the chance to to go for the TNA World Heavyweight Title for a year. He already, right. lo- he's been losing so many matches to Kaz and Daniels. He lost the the chance to go for the tag team titles. Hell, he lost he lost both matches that he was in for the tag team titles with Kurt right. Angle. That's the idea. And you're still going to have him lose to Christopher Daniels? Yes. Why? Yeah, because it, it, okay, because right, right now, okay, he's now hit rock bottom. Okay, he can't be world champion for at least a year, okay? So is he's he going to take time off his then? biggest rival of all times, okay? Uh-huh. So now he, he's literally at rock bottom. I mean, like, just, just, just remember, okay, like... Like I said, he won't go full time like full heel. I think they'll tease him being heel, but he won't go full blown heel because he's now hit rock bottom. A bit, a bit, a bit like MVP when MVP went on that twenty eight week losing streak. Okay. He's now hit rock bottom. I mean, what else can he, what else can he do? He can't be champion for a year. He can't beat his rival for, ever again. Right. He's now out of form. So now does this mean he's he should? Because then now with him losing though. I want him. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing him take time off, and do a do. do a James Storm style of, you know, redemption, uh, comeback kind of thing. You know what I mean? 
I think it would make sense that way. I really do. Because in that way, you that way you have him going on to say, well, okay, so I screwed up against Daniels. I, it, after I lost to him, it devastated me. I'm mad about it. I don't like the fact that I lost to him. I got to come back. I got to do all this stuff and, um, and just really come back and and, and take charge because I'm the guy in TNA. I'm the guy who's been here since day one. I'm a tr- I'm a the only Grand Slam champion. I'm the first Grand Slam champion in TNA history. I've taken on everybody. I've taken out da- Daniels and Kazarian before separately. I've taken them out with gusto, and yet, and now I'm gonna come back and take charge the way I'm supposed to do it because I am the phenomenal one. I am AJ Styles, and no one's gonna stand in my way. They have to do now. They have to do that. Uh, and that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I just really don't understand. So, anyway, after that, after that match, you had the TNA Championship match uh, to which Jeff Hardy retains the TNA title over Bobby Roode. Um, I admit, I fast-forwarded this match. I cannot stand watching a Jeff Hardy match anymore. I'm done with Jeff Hardy matches. Um, but Roode was good. For the most part, I'd rather see him in WWE now. Um, But after that, the Aces and Eights got in the ring, and uh, one of the masked members gives Jeff Hardy a huge power bomb. Uh, Bobby Roode starts yelling at the masked member, saying that he should have been champion, and they didn't get involved when he was going to get involved because he was trying to get. Because Roode was trying to get Aces and Eights involved during the match by trying to distract the referees so they could come in. But Aces and Eights stood on the outside, and after the match, they uh, Bobby Roode was yelling at them and getting all PO'd and, oh, where were you guys supposed to make the champion, blah, 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 blah. And Aces and Eights attack and beat the hell out of Bobby Roode. And that's the end of the pay-per-view. Now, here's the problem I have. Did the Aces and Eights get beaten by Angle, Briscoe, uh, Bischoff and Joe, Samoa Joe. Now, okay, I really do have like kind of an in-depth thing about this, okay? Okay. But do you have to, okay, do you, do you have to ask to work? What what I'll do? I, me and Maverick will, be, will meet up after work, after his work, and I'll record kind of an extra bit for the show. And we'll whack it on the archive. You know what? Along with... You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm making an executive decision on this right now. I will, I will grant that. I, I will do that with you. Okay, I like that. Yep. However, we're going to also include an interview. An exclusive okay. RTR Extra interview with TNA Upstarts, part of the TNA UK boot camp. Yep. We're going to put the Blossom Twins on there. Guaranteed. Sounds good. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. RTR Extra coming up tomorrow night. It's going to be... Chris and me talking about this in-depth thing with Aces and Eights, and we're going to put the Blossom Twins on there. So that's going to be really good. That's going to be really good, and we're going to have it going. So uh, anyway, let's go ahead and take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk Raw. We're going to talk more TNA, and we're definitely going to get that going. So yeah, so uh, let me get let me pull it up here. Uh, 
and stay tuned. We're going to be back right after this. What's up, all you stars and studs? I am former WWE diva Maria, and I am now the current First Lady of Ring of Honor. And you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. All your life, but then you get injured by a table, ladder, or chair. It's all too common. Hi, I'm WWE superstar and high-powered attorney, David Otunga. If someone you know has been wronged by a table, ladder, or a steel chair, you need to come see me at WWE TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs. <laughs> What is up, my SNS peeps? I am the sensational sequel, Sensational Sean. And Ashley, too. Yes, it's still my name. I haven't changed it yet. If you don't know who we are, I mean, we have this really cool show on the SNS Radio Network. It's called The Open Book. We cover wrestling, any, like, big news that happens in the week, but we more so cover the pay-per-views. We talk about how they went and how we think they should have gone. We cover a little thing called fantasy booking. We also cover all the biggest gaming news, games that have come out, and game reviews. Plus, we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment. Also, perhaps an off-so-regular performance by me in the reviews of movies, too. This is The Open Book. Catch us every week right here at the SNS Radio Network. Does listening to Wrestling News Live make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan? Would the Trey Dog drink Velvet Sky's bathwater? <sighs> well, hello there, Velvet. some good bath water, baby. Ow. Listening to Wrestling News Live does make you a smarter, more knowledgeable wrestling fan, although it will not save you any money on your car insurance. Courtesy of Beyond the Bell, Nature Boy Ric Flair presents the Seasons of Pro Wrestling. 560, 41,000, 13, well, what? This? Five sixty forty one thousand two thirteen twelve what 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 five sixty forty one thousand two thirteen twelve what this recognize this huh? yeah Hulk Hogan I reek tell all the media right across the seas and Australia you think March thirtieth ask your girl huh. Five sixteen forty one thousand two thirteen well what this woo he's only a fourteen time world champion never in my mind nature mind every wannabe athlete is dying sixteen I'll take credit for. 
you're into all things nostalgia and want to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling and sports entertainment, go beyond the bell every week on the SNS Radio Network. Hey you. Welcome back to Running the Ropes here on the SNS Radio Network. <laughs> Brian Maverick Bertrand on on here now. I know I probably missed the first two old commercials, um, but anyway, I caught it and checked it out. Um, we're talking a little bit about. Um, I need this. You know what? I need to sit down with Brass Eye about the commercials probably later today. Um, because apparently I'm playing old commercials. I know I, I, I caught the unplugged one. At least I got the unplugged one out of there and just went right to Genesis. And yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, Anthony, I agree. Um, anyway. <laughs> Acer's in the room now. Yes, I like when RTR goes right out too. Anyway. Uh, we have a lot to cover for Raw, so I'm gonna grab the intro 2012 right now, so that way we just do, we just gotta do it right. It just wouldn't be right if we didn't do, uh, this. If it would hurry up and load. Alrighty, Raw coming to you from the beautiful stench of, uh, well, garbage boats in Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> Newark, New Jersey, the home of, uh, I believe it's the home of Diamond Dallas Page, former WCW World Heavyweight Champion, um, or somewhere in that area. Um, anyway. Uh, the show opens up with Dolph Ziggler coming to the ring, standing near he's standing near the top of the ladder uh, with his Money in the Bank briefcase hanging over his head. Uh, says that there will not that it won't be a Merry Christmas for Cena because he's going to retain the case because Ziggler's going to retain the case to cash in on the Big Show. 
To which Seamus' music hits and interrupts Dolph. Oh, man, excuse me. Ooh, weird noise is coming from my throat. Um, that's what she said. Uh, he's going to be cashing in on him. Wait, what? Okay, he's going to... Seamus comes out saying he's not going to... That Dolph is not going to cash against Big Show. He's going to... He's going to cash against Sheamus. Uh, and that leads to Vince McMahon coming out. Uh, Big Show comes out. They go and they go back and forth. And now that prompts Vince McMahon to come out and introduces Vicky Guerrero. And to which she's being forced to say that uh, it's going to be Vicky Guerrero. Uh, Vicky wants AJ in a handicap match. But Vince decides and said it will be Vicky against AJ. So that we'll see that in a bit. Uh, quick match between Wade Barrett and R-Truth. Um, Kofi Kingston and Antonio Cesaro have joined the commentary for this match. Uh, and it, and it ends with R-Truth winning the match. Uh, after that, AJ's back in, in the back telling Caitlin that she's excited to tell Cena about her match for tonight. She runs into the men's locker room to tell him he's interested. He seems interested, but tries to the best to shield her. From the boys in the back, probably for the better. Uh, fatal four-way elimination match now. Primo and Epico uh, take on Road Scholar. It's a four-way fatal four-way elimination tag. Primo and Epico take on Road Scholars against the primetime players and against the Usos. Uh, uh, winners of the match. This one is Road Scholars, which was a very. I I thought it was a pretty good match for an elimination match. So. There you go. Uh, anyway, uh, next on next up on here, uh, Eve Torres defeats Alicia Fox in a quick match. Um, after the match, Eve calls a photographer, uh, which was, I, I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, she be- she beats the crap. Eve beats up Alicia Alicia Fox, pins her, has a photographer come in the ring, and Eve. Poses for over, uh, over Alicia's body, and Alicia's trying to shield her face from the camera. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, Sheamus defeats Dolph Ziggler via disqualification. Alberto Del Rio defeats Zack Ryder. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and go through these quick results fast, and then open up the phone lines. Uh, Vicky Guerrero defeat uh, defeats AJ surprisingly. Um, but with Brad Maddox as your referee, why is he the referee in this match? Um, Antonio Cesaro defeats Kofi Kingston in a champion versus champion match. Non-title, of course. Uh, Miz TV introduces, uh, road team road scholars and they go back and forth about the, uh, about the tag team match. And after that, John Cena, uh, Oh, looks like I guess it was supposed to be John Cena versus the Big Show, but it just turned into a do into like a it got thrown out at the end. So uh, it's, the five moves of Doom commence. So anyway, um, I thought that was funny to read on there. Uh, anyway, I thought the mat, I thought the show was all right. Um, he's trying to. I I can see how they're trying to get it back up in terms of ratings. Not sure if it's happened, but. At the very least, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was too bad. So, um, but I want to. I my thoughts don't really matter. 
I want to know your thoughts. Call me up right now. Area code 408-293-0870. Let me know your thoughts on this. Uh, again, 408-293-0870. Let me know your thoughts on Raw. I thought it was okay um, in, in in my boycott. If I had to give it a letter grade, I'd give it a, a well, C+. Plus, C, uh, I mean, it didn't really... To me, I don't think it really did... Mu- okay, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. I'm going to give it a C-. minus. I think it did kind of ho- hype up for more for TLC. It did it did its job at least for the promos. The matches uh not so much, I think. Um I think if if I had to if I had to compare it to uh turning point or not turning point, uh final resolution, um I I hit it home with final resolution even though the ending was a little awkward cuz Aces and Eights dominated at the end even though they they lost a match. Um but I thought it was okay. But let me know your again. Let me know your thoughts on anything with Raw, with Final Resolution, and all that. Hit me up four zero eight two nine three zero eight seven zero, or hit us up on through email at runningtheropes at yahoo.com. Once again, runningtheropes at yahoo.com. Um, Chris had to get off because he was actually called into work at the last minute. So yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, but. Anyway, I really should have brought the, uh, what do you, whoa, 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 hold on here, that does not need to be playing right now, we'll play that later, um, anyway, <laughs> I, okay, with the whole, with the whole John Cena thing, I thought it was cool. I, I thought it was nice to see him in a bit of a mid card status, in in a bit of, like a, a mid card kind of uh, change. So I would love to. <laughs> I would I, I I would love to see the to see him out of the main event spot and having more of, of an ongoing weekly tv thing but again as mentioned earlier today with chris uh, he's working banged up and it's really hard for him to you know get around like that he's gonna really be hurt when he gets older so um i would love to know your you guys thoughts on that um but like how long does john cena have how long do you honestly think he's gonna have if he's gonna keep doing this but that's why they have cm punk as your world as your WWE champion I mean, the guy's got talent. Like we, I mean, we we're constantly bringing up the talent side of it, and he's got it. Um, I mean, he he's he's got the the backing of the IWC as well, and a lot of uh, and all that. Um, but I don't think I need to be mentioning that anyway. Uh, but anyway, let's go back here. Um, Impact tonight is going to be the fallout for Final Resolution, so check that out. Um, Jim Ross. Oh, I just read an article saying that Jim Ross is or Jim Ross is confirming that Billy Gunn's back at WWE, so that is confirmed. That's cool. Um, <laughs> if you want to call in again, four zero eight two nine three zero eight seven zero. I'm trying to come. I'm trying to figure out something. I could not keep any notes. I was been busy with stuff and yeah so it's gonna be hard um but i'm gonna pull up the 
the email right now while I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm trying to... If someone wants to call in, I would love to have them call in. So, uh, tell you what, let's go ahead and take another break. Let's, let, me, let me gather my thoughts, and we'll be back right after this. Oh, you didn't know? You better call somebody! It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network, and if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you, suck it. You've worked hard all your life, but then you get injured by a table, ladder, or chair. It's all too common. Hi, I'm WWE superstar and high-powered attorney, David Otunga. If someone you know has been wronged by a table, ladder, or a steel chair, you need to come see me at WWE TLC. Tables, ladders, and chairs. <laughs> Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network. And I'll see you at the matches. It's go time. What is up, my SNS peeps? I am the sensational sequel, Sensational Sean. And Ashley, too. Yes, it's still my name. I haven't changed it yet. If you don't know who we are, I mean, we have this really cool show on the SNS Radio Network. It's called The Open Book. We cover wrestling, any, like, big news that happens in the week, but we more so cover the pay-per-views. We talk about how they went and how we think they should have gone. We cover a little thing called fantasy booking. We also cover all the biggest gaming news, games that have come out, and game reviews. Plus, we've got the latest from the world of film entertainment. Also, perhaps an off-so-regular performance by me in the reviews of movies, too. This is The Open Book. Catch us every week right here at the SNS Radio Network. The World Heavyweight Championship comes back home where it belongs to the... Do you know who I am? I'm not politically correct. correct. I am not a role model. I'm Bully Ray. Yeah, I've sinned. Look in my eyes. But I ain't asking for forgiveness. Forgiveness. Atonement. Reconciliation. Do you know who I am? I bet you didn't see that coming. TNA Wrestling and Direct 
Auto Insurance present Genesis Live, Sunday, January 13th, only on pay-per-view. This is Carrie Silicon from Ring of Honor, and you're listening to Running the Ropes on the Unchained Wrestling Network. All right, welcome back to Running the Ropes. That ends way too early than I wanted it to, but anyway, um, I'm looking forward to that, to Genesis. I'm actually looking forward to TLC. Hopefully TLC will be good. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know what? Speaking of TLC, I'm going to go ahead and give you my predictions and how bad they are on from 4down.net. Oh, 4down.net. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, dot oh, org. Sorry. Um, 4down.org. I keep forgetting the, 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 the domain for that. Anyway, um, I suck at this prediction game. I really do. But I try. And that's what matters. Um, I thought... I, I, I'm looking forward to both uh, TLC and Genesis... Uh, of course, TLC is going to be taking place hopefully this Sunday. Um, so hopefully we'll see that. Uh, anyway, I'm here's my predictions. Okay, first match on here on 4down.org is uh, for the World Heavyweight Championship, Sheamus versus Big Show. I have a feeling Big Show is going to retain. I, I really do. Um, only because Sheamus is... I think with the way the momentum Big Show's getting, I think it's going to work out for him retaining the title. So, plus it'll it'll work it'll be a good match to see him uh, against Dolph Ziggler, who will be winning against uh, John Cena against the in the latter match. You have to have uh, Dolph Ziggler win this one. You have to. The, logically, you have to have it because John Cena already won and lost. Won his money in the bank and lost the briefcase. Um, this makes sense. It would be a great match to see uh, for the SmackDown briefcase, but I do not want to. I really do not want to see John Cena win this one. If it's the interference, that's awesome. I really hope there's interference. I'm predicting there will be interference in this one. Um, after that, uh, Wade Barrett goes up against Kofi Kingston for the Intercontinental Championship. I don't see Wade Barrett having any title with the current uh, theme music that he has. They need to change that desperately. Um, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns take on Ryback and Team Hell No uh, in a TLC match. Uh, Is it a TLC match? I guess so. Um, I I have a feeling the Shield's going to win this one. I I really do. Because they're going to be on a momentum change. With so high, with so high expectations, and yet it's not for some reason. It's just not working out according to plan. Um, I think they're on a roll. I love the I love their promo. I love their promo work. I love the how they're going in WWE. If they don't, if they do, if they lose this TLC match against Ryback and Team Hell No, it's going to be the death of that push. I guarantee it. Um, next match on the card, R-Truth taking on Antonio Cesaro for the United States Championship. I definitely see Antonio going over on this one. 
with ease, with total ease on this one. Um, oh, I, I guess I missed a tables match here. Um, oh, wow, I did miss that. Um, if, okay, uh, Cody, uh, Team Rhodes Collars take on the team of Rey Mysterio and Sin Cara. Uh, definitely, I see Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow winning this one. And I believe that is the only match I have not made an official prediction for. But I really do think that uh, Sin Cara and Rey Mysterio are definitely going to lose this one. Um, also, there's a going to be a Divas Battle Royal uh, number one contenders match as a pre-show. Um, we, um, I'm thinking that uh, probably a mystery. The mystery wrestler is gonna win. Either her or Layla. They're the top two right now, but I think they're. I think they have a better shot. So, um, that's my predictions. Anyway, uh, uh, that's about it. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Let us know what you expect. Let me know what you're going to expect. Hit us up. Area code 408-293-0870. And you'll be right on the air. Once again, area code 408-408-293-0870. That's the RTR hotline. That's going to get you right on the air. All I ask is you don't cuss. That's all I ask. It's it's simple. Simple request. So, um... Ace, you're saying in the chat room, uh, Brassite could be cursing out Maverick for all we know. And there you go. Uh, so, yeah, Team Hell No. Yeah, Team Hell Lovers right back in the TLC match. That's what I thought. So, um, I, I, I think it's going to be a good. Oh, try, try calling it again. I, I, I turned the wrong thing on. So, uh, but I think that with everything going on with, uh, TNA. It's. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. But I, I think TLC is going to be a great show to watch. Anyways, we do have a caller. Uh, caller, who's this? Yo, Matt, it's L Train. L Train, what's going on, my man? Hey, man, I was just uh, listening into the rundown for uh, for TLC. Man, actually, I got a lot I got to get off my chest. Go, right now, go, man. go ahead, go ahead. Uh, all right, you just read off the whole list, and I was I was trying to think about about the matches that are going on. And up until you just read it, I was not aware there was any uh, table match at all. Because, you know, we hear about TLC, we know about the chairs match, ladder match for the Money in the Bank case. And I didn't hear anything about a table until you just read off uh, Team Road Scholars versus uh, uh, Team Sin Stereo or Ray Carr or whatever they want to call themselves. Um, I'm just sitting here going, why? When was that made? Why? <laughs> like, that, that was my main question. When the hell was that made? When, when was it all of a sudden a tables match? You, I mean, but it makes sense. You you have a a chairs match. You have a ladder match. Where's your tables? No, see, well, I knew they were. I knew they were going to be fighting at TLC. I didn't. I, I this is the first I've heard about them making that a tables match. And to me, I'm thinking, okay, that is a waste. Now, did, in the in the news, did you guys talk about you know the the divas number one contender match going on? Did you guys talk about how AJ got pulled from that? No, I didn't know she got pulled from that. I didn't see any article from that. I think it was up on the on the SNS Facebook page that she got pulled out, and apparently she's been replaced with uh, Cameron and Naomi, the Funkadactyls. They're gonna wrestle. Well, I you're gonna have can Cameron. You're gonna have Cameron. Little, uh, stint on tough enough. I've never seen her wrestle. No, 
no, I don't I don't pass that off. I really don't pass that off because okay, can you saw her ability in the ring on Tough Enough. You saw that she lost Tough Enough in the very first elimination match. Why is she wrestling in WWE? That just brings up and that pisses me off even more because that puts the safety of the other divas in jeopardy. You do not have a re- I mean that's number one rule of professional wrestling. You have to have you have to make the other person safe in the ring. Just like they're going to make you safe in the ring. And yet with her ability in the ring and we've seen it, oh it's been all over. She does not have the ability to go in a professional wrestling ring whatsoever. Well, I don't know if I don't know if she's had any further training since because I haven't seen. Anything. If she has had right, further training anything from her in a ring, the only time I remember seeing her on TV when she wasn't with uh, Rodas or whatever, the last time I even heard about her was having her little law troubles. That's the only thing I've heard about her. But I, when I heard <laughs> that they were taking AJ out, and I heard that they announced this table match for the tag team match, I'm thinking. What a freaking wasted opportunity. I mean, with the fact that AJ's out, I think this kind of plays into more of what I was thinking last week, and I think what you were thinking also, that she's probably going to have something to do with maybe Z- uh, Ziggler winning over Cena. But if, if that doesn't play out, then the wasted opportunity I see is that why don't you do something that really makes an impact with the Divas division? They had this rivalry you know, kind of brewing mildly that they seem to have petered off a little bit between AJ and Tamina. Why couldn't you have made that a tables match between the two of them? Could you imagine seeing something like AJ laid out on the table and Tamina hitting that snook a splash on her? Well, AJ laid down on the table. That's a whole nother story <laughs> for a whole nother show. But, I mean, no, but I mean... Easy, Maverick. <laughs> calling in. He's calling dibs on her also. Just Yeah, I know. Bronx's father's calling dibs, so I... <laughs> But, hey, it would be nice for you. Anyway, um, no, but, but, I mean, I agree. I'm just mad about the fact that that they're going to let Cameron in a wrestling ring in a match. Even if it's for a battle royal, it's still a match. And I, I, I don't understand. I really, if they make, if, if honestly, if they make Cameron win this for the number one contendership for the Divas title... They're they're kidding themselves. They're honestly going to put the final nail in the coffin for the Divas division. Hey, she ain't winning, man. There, there is not a shot in a hell. Shot. She's not winning that whatsoever. No, there's. I mean, there's no way she can. But hey, you know what? It's WWE. What the hell's logic? Well, yeah, but how long have people made that argument with TNA? Well, yeah, but see, at least with TNA, they have excuses. <laughs> well, I mean, that was, that was my main gripe because I just couldn't figure that out. But as far as, you know, TNA, like mainly Impact and SmackDown, you know, honestly, I haven't watched either just with my whole uh, job situation that's been up the past two months. Right. I have not watched either one in, like, the past two months. Have all the TLC matches, have they mainly been from storylines that have been on Raw? Because I don't have a clue what the heck is going on with SmackDown because I haven't been able to see a thing. No, you're absolutely right. There is barely anything on that's what sucks about SmackDown. You don't have, I mean, okay, they'll have their own story. They have their own storylines, that's for sure. But no one pays attention to them because one, they're on Friday nights. Who would want to watch SmackDown on Friday? That's a, that's one per, that's one problem. Another problem would be if 
it would be basically just um I guess it's a channel. It's not it's not as available unless you go on Hulu. I mean, they're supposed to be another major brand, but it's so inferior and it's become I mean, SmackDown's become a joke. And you're right. Every every match on this pay-per-view are matches that have started are are, are matches based on storylines that have started on Raw, and that is a fact. I I, I don't it, it's I horrible. They, they they they're treating it like the like the redheaded stepchild. It's it was the it was the top wrestling show for for years, and now it's it's pretty much what people have always said it was compared to Raw, kind of an afterthought. It it's, is every main thing is on Raw now, and it makes you feel like the uh, the one kid in class with ADD that will look out the window at a butterfly and start chasing after it, and and that's what I think that's what it feels like because. They keep everything on one night, which makes sense because it's Raw. It's their major show. But that's it. It's not it, It's not worth watching. SmackDown has become a point where it's not worth watching because everything you're going to miss is going to be brought up on Raw anyway. Well they, do, well, they do have a butterfly in WWE. It's called the Divas Belt. <laughs> that's true. We'll start chasing after that, too, for other reasons. Uh, but, I mean, just the way it is, I mean... I, as a fan, you want to, as as a businessman, you know, you want to bring up SmackDown as much as you can. That's supposed to be a major brand. Hell, your video game's depicted as a major brand, so why don't you make it a major brand? You Apparently, you still have your own set of titles. So I, I, I definitely agree with you on that point. Well, the titles are come, becoming moot also. I mean, look, I mean, just this past week, we had both the Intercontinental and U.S. titles uh, on Raw, not in title matches, but the champions were wrestling there. Yeah, and even the world titles that that way too. Look at how, uh, look at how Sheamus and Big Show are going on there. Sheamus Everything the on there is. Event. Yeah, they're supposed to be the main event on SmackDown. Why are they on? Why are they on Raw? You know, it it, just, it baffles me the way this Raw Super Show and Super SmackDown. It just baffles me on how moronic it, it's become. It really is. But, yes, and Anthony Farley says SmackDown is pre-recorded. That's still true. That still applies. But even so, that's no excuse for just becoming a complete afterthought. So, anyway, what do you think? What, what did you think about Final Resolution? Or did you not see it? Uh, I didn't see it, and I, I, I caught bits of the... Uh... Of the of the coverage was Bronx and uh, and uh, Andy Knowles, which is great to hear him back on the air. Yeah, um, but I, I didn't get to hear the whole thing because I was I was working at the time, and in my warehouse, the signal goes from good to fairly uh, uh, crappy because I know I can't say the SH word on the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, it, it sounded pretty good. Um, I, I there's one thing I don't get. I mean, I'm I'm hearing I'm getting bits and pieces about what's going on with TNA, mainly um, you know catching on the SNS Facebook page and seeing. What what storylines are going on? Like I know, Velvet Sky's back. Mickey James returned. I think a week or two ago. Um, the, the thing that's kind of puzzled a lot of people with the fact that the Miz is a face in WWE now. I still don't get what, how the hell Bully Ray is a face in TNA after after he was in, reg, in regards to being compared to somebody like Bobby Roode, maybe second as far as you know best heels in TNA. And over the past two months, he became a face. Yeah. I'm, 
still trying to understand where the logic comes in in that. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're right. Like, he's got the word bully in his name. How is that face material? I I understand completely. I, I, I mean, ever since he tagged with Sting, he's become a face. Ever since that one match where he wrestled, his, where he tagged with Sting, he's become a total face. He's become, you know, a, a big, well, I mean, he already was a big name, but, like, he became a bigger face than he should have been. And I agree. I, Bully Ray should apparently be. Apparently he's, what, in some sort of a, a love interest thing with Brooke Hogan? Uh, I, I, I've, I've used the term, I've, I've never really used the term, you know, out of left field. That's something out of left field. To me. <laughs> I, I want to know. I want to know what they were smoking because I want that. <laughs> yeah, just, let's, let's just keep furthering that stereotype of all Californians, um, Maverick. Good going. <laughs> hey, hey, it's not so much California anymore, though. It's more Colorado. <laughs> oh, 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 there you go. Well, it might be Cali in the next uh, few years. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. I, I mean, that, you, you got to be smoking something. Because the logic in that makes no sense. The, the, the imagery from that makes no sense. I mean, Bully Ray, no. I mean, like anyone else. If it was, I, I could see it with, honestly, Austin Aries. I could see it with, um, like if Austin Aries was still face, I could see that happening. If I, I I would have understood her being with uh, RVD or Jeff Hardy. I mean anyone else but Bully Ray. And the whole the whole the whole thing about Bully Ray being face, I guess it's to defend himself against Hulk Hogan. But Hulk Hogan's a face. Why would you have two faces fighting each other like that? Unless it was for WrestleMania, you know. Or, or or a title match, so it makes no sense at all. And I don't know. I I really don't know. So it's, it's weird, man. It's, I mean, <laughs> it's not so much that. I'm just I'm just sorry for the fact that you got you got to suck face with Hulk Hogan's daughter. Good God. <laughs> yes. I mean, just out of every other <laughs> female in, the, in in TNA right now, uh, yeah, not really my cup of tea. <laughs> yes. I have to see that every day. Um <laughs> it's just never fun. So <laughs> anyway. Is there anything else you wanted to mention, L Train? Uh no, I think that's I think that's pretty much it. I kinda <laughs> I kinda backed myself in a corner by getting that image of Brooke in my head and whatever <laughs> whoever it was who threw that picture up of Brooke and her dad with their faces switched on Facebook. That just oh, just, that was you know, a, that was a thing of nightmares, wasn't down. it? <laughs> thing of nightmares. So, <laughs> all right, L Train, thank you, bro. All right, all right, bye bye. Uh, phone line is back open now. Again, the phone number is four zero eight two nine three zero eight seven zero four zero eight two nine three zero eight seven zero. I just could not believe you brought that up again. Uh, I, I could just imagine the imagery of, of uh, like if one certain night, and then with Brooke Hogan and Bully Ray, and uh, not going down that road anymore, going back up to where I was. But yeah, and, and earlier mentioned that uh, Elton did mention that 
it's possible that Cameron and Naomi, the Funkadactyls, will be wrestling in the show. And I personally think it's horrible. So, uh, anyway, we have another caller. Caller, who's this? This is Anthony. Anthony! What's going on, my biggest fan? Good Lord, what the hell are you and Train talking about with with Brooke Hogan? Oh, man, I don't know. That went down a road where we both did not expect to go. (laughs) Well, it could have been worse. You could have been driven down the road by Nick Hogan. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Uh, What's up, man? First, I didn't see... uh, final resolution, unfortunately, but I heard it on um, SNS. And good lord, what the hell happened to Power when he since he's been left to rewind? He's been hanging out, I guess. I don't know. Good lord, I mean the whole thing with the gloves and the. Ugh. <laughs> he needed he needed to fill his time somehow. Okay. <laughs> hey oh. Yeah, and unlike Bronx, when you're alone, but you ain't going like, I'm so lonely. I need a hug. <laughs> hey, hey, now. Bronx has an excuse. He just got through a hurricane. Yeah, the last time he ever got... Oh, no, I can't say that. You don't want to... No, 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 no. <laughs> I, choose them words carefully, buddy. <laughs> it's been a long time since he got any kind of breeze on him. There, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and Crowley had to go back to work. Looking at the news reports are saying that some kind of workplace in the U.K. got burned down. Cause I'm saying Bronx is probably that one. I mean, Crowley's that one guy. So I'm mumbling, like, I can bring this place down. You can bring this place down. Can take my red stapler. Yeah, I can see that. And um, and what's your opinion? Like, basically, all next week is going to have, like, WWE-oriented stuff all week. It's WWE week on USA Network. I, You know what? Good for him. I I, I, I I like the Slammy. I used to like the Slammies because they treated it like an award show. But that was during that was during the early, early, early days of the Attitude Era. Yeah, and hopefully we don't have Vince doing some kind of like stand back montage again. Like, Are you kidding? I would love that. Yeah, but knowing him, they'll have Vicky do it with him and all the jiggling and. <laughs> Hey, he's no. Just keep his shirt on. Vicky, I'm talking about. He asked Vicky to join. Vicky, him and all that. no, 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 no. God, she'll be shaking an hour after doing the song dance. But I mean, how can you not enjoy Vince McMahon just going off? You know what I mean? Just gotta get that going. <laughs> but um. One thing I like to do in the tribute to the troops, and I, I don't care what you say, WWE, I like when they do those shows every time. I love the, you know what? I love the tribute to the troops show. Those ones I like because it, it, it it's a it's like the uh, old US, USO shows that they'd film in like the fifties and sixties. You know, like May Young was probably at the first USO show, man. Probably, and Dark was probably just a private. Oh wow. Remember, uh, the views expressed in any callers to Running the Ropes does not reflect those of Running the Ropes, SNS Network, or any of our affiliates. Yeah, but it's supported by the host. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go ahead and accept that. Uh, But no, like, uh, 
But I, I like the fact that it, it's like it's just like the USO shows. It's uh, it's something out of the ordinary for the soldiers, and it's cool. Um, now, does that mean they have like actual like storyline heavy matches? No. Yeah, more times than not, no. But and that's fine. Yeah, it's kind of like a question though. They're doing this. They record the show before the pay per view, and it's going to be airing yeah. after it. Right. I mean, they did that before, but still. And that's that's the weird thing about it. Like, are they gonna are they, are they gonna move storylines forward? I know they had this whole thing with that, and um, I think the first one did, but then after that, it was just hard to because they couldn't book it on the right days and all that. So it makes sense if they don't do if they don't have any like storyline uh, contributing matches. Yeah, but oh, excuse me, but I but I think that with um, with everything that goes on during those shows, uh, showing the wrestlers visiting the soldiers in the hospitals, uh, coming through with that, I mean that's really cool. Yeah, and um, I was gonna say, I'm hoping also TLC is a good pay per view because usually every year it's been a good one. It's- had like a bad match here and there, but overall the pay per view has been good. TLC's got that that uh, stigma to it's a good show, but there's always that possibility of someone effing up. Yeah, and also because it's the one before the Royal Rumble, and that's when most people really get back into interested in WWE. That's why I like the timing of TLC because it is the the pay per view before Royal Rumble. That's the one where you're gonna see CM because Royal Rumble is gonna be the one where you see the one CM Punk take on The Rock. They're saving CM Punk for The Rock. And you guys were all complaining all The Rock's probably not going to be at even that Elimination Chamber. Apparently, he is being penciled in to be at the pay-per-view. So then what does that tell you? I mean, that I don't know why. I don't know what, what that... I don't want to say what that says to me, but the writing's on the wall. And it's going to be hyped up to have Cena Rock 2 for the WWE title. And I had opinion if they have the Rock, um, the Royal Rumble match be last, not the Punk Rock match. Have Punk lose the belt, and then be entered in the Rumble or sneak in, come out in the late entry and win it. Have him take out number thirty, go in his place, and win the belt. Yeah, and or win win the thing. Yeah, something like that. And um, what else? Have you heard about some of the paper uh, DVDs being released in the coming year? Uh, no, I have not. Apparently they're going to be the three they release is another Bret Hart collection of rarely found matches. Like I really care about that. They just want to milk Bret Hart for all he's worth. Bret Hart does that, man. He says, "I'm back hey, from my no, hometown of um, Colorado." He's like, he says, "Anywhere in Canada is his hometown." What the hell? <laughs> but the ones I'm really interested in is uh, they're apparently going to have a war, uh, best of in your house. Oh, nice. In April, but in September, War Games co- compilation. Ooh. That one, I'm like, finally. Maybe if they see, hey, that one's getting a bunch of good press or sales, let's bring it back. Yeah, and I, I, I like the I like the best of In Your House. In Your House has some had some great matches. HBK versus Mankind. Yeah, things like that. It was really good matches, and they were really hyped up in an interesting way. Um, and I think that with... Uh, it just was one of those underrated pay-per-view times where it was a start to getting WWF uh, monthly pay-per-views. It was it was a it was a test test time testing time 
for WWF to get the monthly pay-per-views into what we have now. And you had um, rock you had rock bottom in your house with uh, oh what was that match on WWE 13? Mankind was it Mankind versus The Rock? They had a match at Rock Bottom too, but I think the main match was a buried alive match Undertaker Austin. Under yeah, Undertaker Austin was the buried alive match for Rock Bottom. Uh, but then yeah, there was a, a lot of other great matches in there that was just really really well done, but just overlooked by the rest of the company. Yeah, but it was meant to be that. It was supposed to just set up for the big the big four, big five at that time. And exactly. Also, I think it was only two hour shows. Exactly. You you're absolutely right. They were great two hour shows, and they they really showed off the uh, the talent and just more of a uh, more of a hyped up presence for those big four, and it was it worked really well because then that's when you had the big match at at SummerSlam and. That you had great buildups for SummerSlam '98 with uh, Austin and the Undertaker for the WWF title. You had uh, buildups for between The Rock and Stone Cold uh, leading up to WrestleMania 15 from those ho- from those in your house shows. Uh, just so so many great things to watch on there, and it really helped build up the Attitude Era into uh, into what it what it became. And I think a best of in your house would really show that off. And I think I, th- I think the old school fans will love that. So um, definitely, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be something to look forward to. So and good lord, I I agree. I did see also that picture of how the senior arrangements are for the Alamo Dome. What the heck? Were you <laughs> <coughs> I mean, Corelli's um contacts and wrestling can fill up that arena. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Scott Hall's alcohol collection can fill up that arena. I mean, you can pay for all those seats by adding up all the alimony that Rick Flair has to do for his ex-wives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Royal Rumble 97, you can see WWE were able to fill that arena and then some, apparently. But TNA, why? You should have done this so much smaller arena in Texas. And, w- and WCW had a hard time filling up the arena, too, but they did a good job of it. Yeah, you gotta wonder though how much they papered that too, though. Yeah, but TNA had an issue like that with Bound for Glory a couple years ago, so that's true. And but I, I think if they can make it work, if the Alamo Dome is willing to work with them for that smaller area, it should go off without a hitch. However, that being said, I really, really hope they change it. You have a big arena, fill the big arena. Work on work on marketing. Work on advertising, lower your prices somewhat, get the people in there, and don't screw up so much leading up to lockdown. And um, also on Sunday they're going to have the ROH pay per view, I pay per view. You can fit two whole wrestling pay per views in that arena. Yeah, but I gotta say the I pay per view for uh, ROH sounds real good. I mean, Steam versus Generico, that of war. That's going to be at the same time? Oh, no. Uh, that's no, like... it's set earlier in the day, but still. It's like what they did for WrestleMania weekend. Right. Oh, okay. But also Jerry Lynn's last match in ROH. You know, Jerry Lynn was just out here, too. He took on, uh, he, he was at All Pro Wrestling taking on Will Root at their Christmas show. Yeah, and I'm kind of, it was ready to announce that some show later on, I think later this month or next month, it's going to be him and Storm one last time. Like, oh. oh, why couldn't that have been an ROH? 
That's got to be an ROH. That that would be so good for. No, oh, but I think they right now it's gonna be Mike Bennett versus Lynn. That's fine. Hey, Prodigy Mike Bennett. Hey, oh, Mrs. Uh, Mr. Canellis. <laughs> Mr. Canellis, that's good. But I got ROH. I'm glad it looks like they're getting better now with Cornette. Someone not control of the book like like an iron grip. Yeah, I love Jim Cornette. I really do. But I I don't know the whole thing behind that myself. He's kind of more stuck in the old ways of stuff. I'm not saying he had, didn't have points here and there, but still, there was like, okay, you realize what we did back then does not really work here anymore. It can work. I mean, this is not a Dairy Queen. You cannot curse <laughs> out the people. <laughs> right, but I think I, I think with Jim Cornette's style, it can still work, but, I mean, it's got to be the right place at the right time. Yeah, but he had like dead set against uh, against comedy kind of wrestling. That's why we haven't seen Cabana or Generico in ROH for a long time. That's true too. And he was against the whole feud between him, Generico, Carino, and Cabana. The whole four person feud. That's true, and you're absolutely right. I think that I think that if Cornette had a way to to blend his work in with someone else. Okay, let, let let me give an example. Say, and I hate to say this, I'm going to get a lot of hate mail from this, but say that Gabe Sapolsky was still working with ROH. Okay, and he was working with Jim Cornette. You know, if if the two if the two of them could work together, booking, and not get into fights, to where. Jim Cornette respects Gabe Sapolsky. Yeah, that's going to ever happen. And Sapolsky respects uh, the way that... The ideas that Jim Cornette has, has come up with. Which everyone does anyway. If they could work together... If they were the two, if they were the two dream team guys to work together and not get into a fight, not argue about booking... Not argue about who's going to have a comedy match, who's going to have a serious match, blah, blah, blah. It would be such a great card. Yeah, because you can't have two guys like doing the book that somewhat think the same way because sometimes that causes problems. I mean, like Vince, when Vince Russo was there in WWE, and then WCW, everyone said, oh, he's not doing that great like he did in WWE. The reason why is because he didn't have someone like a filter like McMahon. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, cannot do this. And the filter should be there. The filter should there should always be a head editor of the booking committee. And it's got to be someone who can take whatever card and see here's how I would do it. Okay, I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying this is going to be like the best way possible, but this is what I would do. I would have them both sit down, come up with two cards with the same participants. This is my schedule of matches. I want you to book these matches the way you want. You know, by order, by match type, by stipulation, whatever. Have that going. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take both of those and somehow pick the ones that I like, take out the ones I don't, mix whatever I feel like, and that way we have a mixed mashup of good matches. It's Ring of Honor, so they'll be adoptive to it. We'll we'll get it working like that, and I guarantee from my and 
in my mind, that's going to be how you're going to make you're going to be able to make a pay per view work, especially with Ring of Honor. I'm not yeah. saying Ring of Honor makes bad pay per views. They have bad production. They have bad production. But I know. I'm glad that you're finally getting away from producing that show like you do in our running the ropes. <laughs> hey, leave my baby alone. But I mean, well, there's jokes I can go with that, but I'm not. <laughs> leave my show alone. Uh, but no, like I, I think that I, I think that with with ROH, they're going to be more adoptive with more ideas in wrestling. Like who who's booking for them now? Isn't it Delirious? Uh, Delirious, but there's some other guys working here and there with it. But Delirious, I think, in charge more. Right. So, I think that once they figure, once they get a steady rhythm going with Delirious as your booker, get some consulting with uh, with Jim Cornette. Consult with him. Don't let him touch the books. Consult. No, I think he's still part of it, but he isn't the one like making the final decisions and all that. Right. Which is great. And I'm kind of liking the, what they're doing with um, Jay Lethal and um, Sting. Because, like, Sting's like, you can't touch me or you can't have a match with me now. Ha ha. Lethal has that title shot, but he can't use it. <laughs> but I'm just saying, apparently, since the next ROH um, pay per view is going to be in New Jersey, have, like, somehow, maybe a generic who gets another shot against Sting, whether it's what uh, Sting loses the bell or retains it, I'm not sure. But then um, have it where Generico's, at, I mean, Lethal's added. Yeah. Like, no, no, I remember, we agreed. I cannot, I don't have to face him. Said, no, you said you don't have to face him one-on-one, the three-way, and have it win the belt there. Or have, like, as I mentioned on um, the whole indie show, which is on going to be on every week by Ashley and Randy, there's their cheap plug. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, because knowing you, knowing your commercial record, uh, Maverick, you might do unplug again. I might do unplug. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, have Lethal help him lose the belt, then cash in the shot right there against Generico, and then you know, go like, heck, I want my rematch. He says, uh, you say no, we never had to fight for the belt, so tough shit, Steam. I mean, whoa, sorry, whoa, sorry. whoa, whoa. Sorry. <laughs> watch the watch the mouth on there, buddy. You got that far without me saying the cuss word, so be lucky. <laughs> but just do that and have it like they finally have that one-on-one match again at the next, at the New Jersey show. Right. Because no doubt WrestleMania week, that's going to bring a lot of people in for all these other wrestling shows that people are going to capitalize on. Yeah, like, the, they'll. I think the fans will appreciate it. I mean, it's Ring of Honor. They, they will appreciate anything in Ring of Honor because it's Ring of Honor. Yeah, but no offense, but they do crap. Ring of Honor fans do crap on stuff pretty much more than they should. Oh yeah. Yeah, they say, "Oh, we want Kyle Black to win the title. We were so hoping for him to win the belt." Then, shortly after he wins it, boo! And they, when they find out he's going to WWE, that just gave them more motivation to boo him. Same thing with um, Davy Richards. Yeah. I'm like, Ring of Honor fans are just fans who are like, okay, we get this, this, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, what else is that we want? I think they could do I think they have a way to do it though. I'm I'm just looking at I'm just looking at possible um outcomes. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I, I mean, that's what's good. We can think of multiple stuff that can happen, not just one thing. Yeah. And but with Ring of Honor fans, they're fickle. They're 
they're very fickle in terms of that. So I, I think that with everything going on, we'll see what happens. So Yeah, their attention span for guys that win the bell are like Ric Flair looking for a wife. <laughs> Good Lord. But um, are you going to do some kind of special on our uh, running the ropes where you guys want to list like some of your best pay-per-view moves or something like that? We may. I'm thinking about doing like a bit of an end of a year, end of the year kind of thing for next week, or at least for uh, for so for something. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll think we'll, we're going to talk about it. Hopefully, if Chris could stay home uh, for one night, good God, and not get called his, in the work. Oh, wonder if his um, the boss is somehow related to Matt Magnus. He says, "Yo, yeah. Magnus, what's up? Uh, this, that you have some guy working you named Chris Kelly, right? Oh, yeah." <laughs> Give him overtime. Give him a little bit of overtime. <laughs> okay. I'll pay you. I'll pay you. Just tell me how much he'd have to be owed. I'll I'll pay that. No problem. Just give him overtime. Just give him a couple of kegs of beer, and then I think Crowley would do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, really. There are some divas or knockouts. So I, I, I want to be with you, Crowley, for a certain amount of time. No restraining uh, orders in play. Okay. So I, I I think, but I think in terms of Ring of Honor, I, I think they I think they can definitely adjust. I mean, they were able to adjust away from Gabe Sapolsky, so they can find a way to adjust away from Jim Cornette for for now at least. I hope he come he gets back on the booking committee. Just put some restraints on him. A little bit of restraint is fine. A little bit of restraint will take you far. So. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm gonna pretty much end my call right now because I've been going on a little longer than I thought. So. No, no problem, no problem. But thank you, uh, Anthony, for coming on. No problem. Um, and yeah, we'll definitely see you later. All right. So, bye. all right, bye bye. But yeah, like I, I think Ring of Honor can definitely, um, get everything working right. Um, they they can adjust. They'll they'll be able to adjust and get everything going. So, anyways, that's gonna do it for us today. Um. I just want I just want to let you guys know you could always you could always hit us up on uh, Facebook at r- facebook.com forward slash ring of honor. Um, check out all the shows here on the Wrestling Radio Network. I'm gonna list them off here. Uh, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling New- Sunday Night Showdown, Sunday nights uh, following uh, during pa- during and following pay per views. Wrestling News Live every Tuesday. Beyond the Bell, Whole Indie Show, Pro Rest, uh, Running Ropes, of course here. Um, Elite Force Podcast, Open Book, TNA Chat Live is going to be coming up next, uh, later on today. It's the next show coming up on here on the SNS Radio Network and a whole lot more. Uh, so check that out, uh, SNSRadioNetwork.com. Also, head on over to uh, Unchained-WWE.com. While you're there, pick up a fa- pick up a wallpaper. Pick up two wallpapers, why not? Uh, Dez has everything updated. He updates all his he he makes his own original wallpapers for pay-per-views, for individual wrestlers, and a whole lot more. Um, also, check us out on KJCC Real Campus Radio, uh, online at live365.com, keyword KJCC. We're going to be doing the San Jose City College Jaguars basketball games uh, for coverage. Um, and it's going to be real fun, so check it out. Um, and, yeah, we'll see you guys later. And for Chris Kelly, this is... Uh, oh, let me plug this back in first because I need it ready. Um, it's it's gonna be real good. So I th- I think uh, our semester is gonna be ending. Uh, 
after next week's show, I will be doing the show live from home, so it's going to be a bit of a quality difference. Uh, but it, it'll still be a very enjoyable show. Um, so on that note, this is Brian Maverick Bertrand saying, see you later, everybody. This has been a presentation of Running the Ropes, the official podcast of the Unchained Wrestling Network and brought to you by the SNS Radio Network. The views expressed in this program are that of the panel and not of the networks or their affiliates. Good night, everybody.